Things might get weird. Yeah. Welcome to our life. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Hewlett House podcast. Woohoo! Sounds like a. This does feel like a radio studio, doesn't it? It <laughs> does. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're not supposed to talk. I, oh, I feel. Famous. You're not supposed to talk yet. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> We have really special guests on today. I'm actually really excited for this one. This will be a fun one. Me too. We have uh, Jessica. You're here. She's my wife. She's still here as my wife. I did it. And we have Clay and Stephanie Winder. Hello. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Welcome, welcome. Yes. (laughs) And we have your little baby. We have. Tell us all about it real fast. Kezia Winder. And she is four weeks old. One month old, we had to bring her. Sorry, if she cries, you guys get to enjoy her cute little cry. Oh, she is really cute. We'll make Hayden hold her if she cries. I would love to. <laughs> she would, would love your big muscles. Oh, bless her. <laughs> I saw this little baby come in. I'm like, literally miss having a little baby to hold. Well, She's pretty cute. You can come hold her anytime. Okay. Especially at 2 a.m. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> if you can make that work Call out. me up. <laughs> Give me a jingle. That'd be awesome. Oh, well, I'm excited for this one because... First of all, Clay has actually taught me everything I know in real estate, like literally everything. Mm-hmm. I'm or pretty darn close. I feel actually really lucky and blessed. I really mean this, by the way. We're going to have a lot of sarcasm today. This is real. <laughs> um, <laughs> Clay, I joined the Red Sign team a few months after I got my real estate license and have been basically hooked at Clay's hip for the last few years. We sold the whole community together. We've worked builders together and existing homes, all the stuff, and in my mind, Clay is the best real estate agent I've ever known all around. Don't get a big head, mister. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, amigo. You got it. And I, re- I actually mean that, and I feel lucky that I have been able to be tied to your hip the past few years and everything you've taught me, and we've had a good time, man. We've learned a lot of stuff and been through been through it, as they say. We have. In, in, in just a few years, right? Yeah, it's been good. It's a good, it's a good run. Let's keep it going, too, huh? Let's do it. What are you, 15 yeah. years in the business now? Yeah, almost over 16 now. Yeah. Dang. Getting up there. Getting old. Still doing getting it. old. Now we're young. We just started young. That's true. I wish I had started back when you guys did, but, you know. It's all right. Better late than never. That's right. Sure. So Clay, Clay's an owner of the RKW Westfield office here in Orem of Keller Williams. He's co-owner with Johnny and Boyd, I guess, for right mm-hmm. now, right, still. And he owns the Red Sign team, the real estate team that I'm on with Johnny Christensen, who we'll see if we... We get him on here one day or not. Well, if not, we'll get Jasmine on here. Maybe yeah, she'll come it. on. She'll be our friend. He said he'll never be on a podcast that I'm also on. Rude, Johnny. <laughs> so it's his, like Johnny. it's his loss. It's his loss. It really is. And you and him have been neighbors for how many years now? Too many. Too many years. Yeah. We love them as neighbors. They're our favorite. That's why yeah. we're still neighbors. Well, Jasmine's right. such a good cook. It's her leftovers. So I will always follow them around wherever they move to just so I can get Jasmine's leftovers. Yeah, they don't eat them. They don't eat them. They That's won't true. keep their leftovers. So it's like, oh, you have extra brisket. They legit will throw it away. And I'm like, um... I'll take them. Ned Flanders, next door neighbor. Ended up being the best thing in the world for us. (laughs) For real. We love that they don't finish their (laughs) leftovers. We finish our leftovers, or we we save our leftovers, and then Jess just keeps cooking. So they just add up in our fridge, and I'm like, just stop cooking for a minute and let the kids eat. I try and do that. Every few days, I'm like, no, too much food. 
You need to put yeah. on your schedule. Clay wishes that he had actually. that same problem with me, but yep. <laughs> I'm like, we're already out of our leftovers, so I don't know what we're going to do. We're out of the Christensen's <laughs> food next door. so And they haven't called us for our leftovers, so well, we're kind of out. That's awesome. <laughs> and Stephanie, we actually, the first time we ever met Stephanie, oh, to be yeah. honest, was she was our, you were our title officer when we did. You were my very first is really? Are you scared? Were we really? <laughs> no, not at all. We were your first title client? Yes. Oh, that's you crazy. Were. Gosh, that's my so first awesome. closing. Oh, my hey, heck. So I mean, look at that. Were. There you go. We were meant to be in each other's lives. We were. Look at that. On your Salem house? <laughs> they were doing a refi. Yeah. Yeah. It was a refi on oh. our Salem home. Because I was going to say, I thought it was uh, uh, on what's their names off 800 North, one of those first closings you had. Oh, yeah. Because we closed mm. that one with her. Oh, okay. But I don't know if you did, but we did on the seller side because that was your friend's. No, Austin Nikki. said, hey, I've got these friends. Come and do the refi. Oh, fun. Okay. Congratulations. Yep. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't either. I didn't know that was your first one. That was my first. Crazy. We didn't want to tell you that, but. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it turned out Listen, just fine. We would have right? trusted. It turned out just we, fine. We trust Austin. Well, there's so many we trust extra you. things in the She works. added a few it's zeros fine. here and there. Yeah. And you know what? Fine. Maybe it took a few off. <laughs> we didn't even know. Yeah, we, we didn't at the time. We were just like, yeah, uh-huh. Just smile and sign, right? That's what yep. you do. Yep. You have no idea. So what's interesting is Stephanie has a degree. Is it a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. in psychology? Mm-hmm. Jessica has an associate's degree <laughs> yeah. in behavioral science. Psychology. What's your degree in? Business marketing. And I actually have a call today with the MRED program oh, cool. at one thirty. That's why I got to be. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. They awesome. didn't let me in last time because of one class, one grade in a class that I had years ago. Sad. So I'm going to see if they'll make some concessions for me or we'll figure it out. <laughs> and I have my degree in political science, public law. Oh, public yeah. law. I mean, uh. Leads us right into what we're talking about. That was a good, oh. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't tell a lot of people that because immediately they want to talk politics. And one uh. thing I've learned from studying politics is it's 99% opinion, 1% yeah. facts. That's actually true. I, yep. Yeah. That gets a little painful for me. And you have a ton of family that's in politics. I do. Yeah. So we talk politics a lot, but I don't usually talk politics publicly, especially because of my job. Yeah. And I don't want people to ever pass judgment because of, again, because of opinions. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So you grew up in West Valley, Clay? Yes. Grew up in West Valley by Winder Dairy. Um, Moved to, uh, moved moved around a lot as an adult, kind of all over Salt Lake Valley. And then eventually to Utah County, met Steph and she got me to plant my roots here in Utah County. I captured him. He's never gone back. I know, right? <laughs> Probably for the better. Even when we met, I said, I will never live in Utah County. Just <laughs> so we can clear the air on that. Said, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. so people can change. People can yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. People can change. It's all just opinion. I mean, he thinks that it's because of me, but the fact that his office is in Utah County yeah. and right down the street, I think that plays a little bit more yeah, a yeah, part yeah. of it than well, I also, do. I knew where the economic boom was. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You guys did it right. It was obvious, and yeah, the last 10 years, Utah County's kicking Salt Lake County's booty. Is that? Yep. <clears throat> there's just not, there's a lot more land in Utah County than yeah. Salt Lake. Yeah, so. undeveloped. Mm, that's yeah. not yeah. true, but thanks Available. for your attempt at a fact, but yeah. That's true. We have a lake in Utah County that is massive. I get it, but all most of the land in Salt Lake County. Actually, I'll take that on. back. You Thank are you. correct because of Cedar Valley. <clears throat> yeah. Which but is Utah, Utah Valley is is running out of land quick but that's true mm. we got let's save that mountains. let's save that for the real estate podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. red yeah. sign podcast you can <laughs> find podcast. Track. <laughs> search for it now okay that's so right. steph where did you grow up 
I grew up in Orem, right here in Orem, Utah. Nice. Orem High. And yeah. And got and your- I yeah, I got my degree in behavioral science psychology. Same thing. Nice. And I um just kind of traveled all over. Got my degree and didn't know what to do with my life. So I moved to California, lived in Palo Alto for a little while. What then- did you do there? I had a friend that was going to start a scooter business in Palo Alto, well, in another place in California. And I said, can I come? <laughs> I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Yeah, just, right? I want to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so we went and never started that business. So I just did temp jobs and I ended up in the school district subbing. And oh, cool. I kind of like did like five jobs just to survive California Seriously. <laughs> and afford it. But it was worth it. I loved it so much. Oh. And then um, I had a friend that lived moved to D.C. and asked me to come live with her and so moved to D.C., lived there for a little while, and finally just started missing home and kept getting older and older while I was still single. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I think I need to go home. So I came home. How old were you when Utah. you came back to Utah? Yeah. I was 20, 28 or 29 when I came back. I think I was 28 when I came back, moved down to South Provo with all the single older people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I still didn't get married for a long time. And you didn't do any psychology work with, no, with your degree? No, I ended up not doing psychology. Well, I, I thought, you know what? I am going to do this degree. I'm going to know what to do, what I want to do with it when I'm done. And I graduated. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just talked to so many psychologists and I just thought, man, your life is rough. Like you just deal with really hard situations that are very slur- slow turnover. And most psychologists have therapists and psychologists that help them out. And I think they're amazing for doing what yeah. they're doing. But I just thought, I just don't know if I want that in my life every single day. Yeah. yeah. But it That's ended fair. up being like, the biggest blessing because I ended up helping everybody in my life. You yeah. know, I'm like, listen, <laughs> like, let's talk differently. Let's talk. Everyone has their own perspective. We all speak a different language. We speak perspective, right? Hmm. And so I ended up helping a ton of people. And she still with does. You guys, yeah. you guys need to understand this. <laughs> That's since where I, I was going. And she, she since uh, I've known yeah. Steph, uh, maybe not daily, but certainly weekly, she has a very long conversation with somebody in her life and like, therapeutically helps them make mm. decisions and she's helped people get married literally the other night i i thought she was up with the baby no the baby was asleep she was up on the phone helping i'll just say a friend uh going through a major like relationship uh you know meltdown mm. and she was taught and it was like 11 o'clock at night and she was just talking him off the ledge here's how girls think here's how you know oh. anyway it's just one of those it's something constants. i do love i love it i just don't think i wanted do it as a job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. something that I love. It's something that I've been able to use a lot in my life oh, with sure. friends and family. And but I just didn't want to go back and get a master's degree and go I and know. be a therapist. Yeah. So yeah. there's so much more to do. You're like, I got my Yeah. You know? I I mean I kind of used it for I went to DC and I it in DC I was um trying to become a child life specialist. So I worked in the hospitals, oh. doing a bunch of volunteer work, trying to help kids um, 
get cool. through that high that hospital experience because very traumatizing yes. for kids you know but that's draining too which that. was so cool but i man seeing some of those kids in the hospital yeah. i was like i can't hack that so, so i came back to utah hmm. ended up working for a title company <laughs> and that's how you guys met that right? i didn't yeah, even did know what it was uh-huh. that's Gosh. how we met my keller williams team meeting that's They're what it walk, was huh? walking out of a team meeting and i I saw her from a distance and leaned over to another colleague of ours and said, Oh, she's cute. I'm going to marry her someday. Mm-hmm. Did you really? I swear. Yeah. You can call, you can call Bailey and ask her. That's what I said to her. Huh. Checked that finger and was like, yeah, done. Well, I walked, <laughs> I didn't know if she was married or not. either. But <laughs> <laughs> she just had that single glow. That I it, and I, I took her to lunch tired. that day. I, I said, Hey, come to lunch. Yeah. I'm going to say this, and if you want, we can cut this out later, but is it? No, is we're it one take windows. I love it. Well, it's me just bringing things up so you can decide. Well, let's do it. <laughs> I can say no thanks. She actually helped your ex-wife. She's talked and been, like, very kind to your ex-wife, too. And even provide, I don't know if you want to call it therapy, but, like, advice and been a, a shoulder to lean on and someone that yeah. she's, you've actually been able to help her, too, Yeah, big right? time. It's been interesting because yes. once we started dating, obviously the elephant in the room with, with me was I'm a divorcee, and, and so... She, we went through all of that, but eventually she met my ex-wife. And, of course, they're just both friendly people and and swap numbers. And then my worlds literally collided, which was so weird because my <laughs> girlfriend, who now is my wife, was helping my ex-wife through her relationship problems. With you. <laughs> no, no, not, not with me, boyfriends. with her new boyfriends. Yeah. With her new boyfriends. Okay. Well, and it was yeah. kind of helping her through you, too, because she had a lot of uh, stuff going on on, like, regrets that, went down with clay and yeah. getting divorced and mistakes that had been made mm. feeling like she's lovable and that she can like keep that she deserves all that she deserves so i kind of talked her through that and was like listen those mistakes are learning lessons not yeah that you defining. don't deserve even better yeah. than and for the record she's now married just last year and happy and Good. so we're both we've both and she moved married on. an awesome guy that's great thanks to you Job Good stuff. work. We talked her through that a little bit to get her. We just had to give her a little boost, but she's, and get the other guy out of her life. I really like her. I think she's she's a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah. Oh. Anybody? Don't hear that. <laughs> you don't really hear that much. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah Clay and I both married up. For the record, no, that this is why this is so funny because our wives are just therapists and they married us. That tells you everything you need to know. I was going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to flip this chair around. I don't like sitting like I am. You're uncomfortable. Oh, there you go. I'm going to do this. Gives me something. Makes me feel like I just cool. need my cowboy hat now. Oh, you left it in Vegas. Yeah. I took my cowboy hat to Vegas and wore it to the pool. <laughs> it was his alter ego. It was, Everybody was it was a hit. Everybody loved hilarious. my cowboy hat. But I, Johnny kept talking about these TikToks that talk about how many germs are in the Vegas pools. Oh, yeah. And I left my hat in Vegas. I'm gonna <laughs> go get, like, I'll go get another one. <laughs> it got water on it. So <laughs> we've talked about how I'm a germ freak on here. I love it. Anyway, okay, so you guys met. You were at a, com- a conference or a meeting, you said? No, just here at Keller So we met. I asked her to lunch. Well, let me explain what I did, which right. is, shows why I was in Keller Williams. And so, why I invited her to lunch. So I got a job with First American Title, and I was a marketer. So my job was that I went to all the different real estate agencies, and I talked to agents. I'd take them to lunch. I would – we'd go – 
take them golfing or pedicures and just get to know agents so I could get their business, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so I was, I one of my jobs was to go to the training meeting every Tuesdays at Keller Williams. And so I was there and was getting to know the agents in Keller Williams. Although I didn't take the time to get to know Clay. <laughs> Clay's the one that asked me to come to lunch, which I was like, well, this is backwards, but okay. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> what does he want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was marketing, and I I was picking up what she and was you putting were down. Marketing as well. <laughs> he took he took me to lunch, and then he um, he messaged me later. He's like, "Hey, that was a lot of fun. We should do that again sometime." And then I responded. I said, "Yeah, maybe we should do a dinner next time." Which yeah. told him, "Like, let's take this out of business and let's let's do a dinner." Good job. Nice. This is exactly what I wanted. Good work, man. Smooth, smooth. Yeah. Then I broke my foot that weekend. Did you really? Yep. Broke my foot that weekend and we had set up a dinner Yeah. and I had broke my foot and she saw it on Facebook because somebody did a post or maybe I did a post. I can't remember. And she said, so what does this mean? (laughs) And I'm like, I am not, I'm not going to lose this date. So I said, we're still on. But you're gonna have to pick me up, <laughs> and I'm in a boot. He's in a boot and on drugs, and, but <laughs> and on drugs and on crutches. And so our first date was uh, me and crutches and a boot and some and lower tab, some lower tab or whatever it was. <laughs> um, but it honestly, that was like the Im- immediate icebreaker. At least I thought I was like, well, I'm, at least she knows I, I'm not super bougie. Like I'm yeah. just being me. <laughs> yeah, I well, loved it. What were your thoughts? Did you love it? Or you were like, oh, crap. Yes, I loved it. I was like, all right. I was excited to go. Well, he was Clay Winder. Like, I had heard, like, this Clay Winder, he's a big deal. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Like, awesome. Anyway, I thought it was great. just one of my business, huh? Yeah. Well, so everybody thought I was going to get Clay's business. They're like, you're going out with Clay Winder. Oh, my gosh. You're going to get the Red Sign team to come over to First American. I never got his business ever. Even when we got married, <laughs> his she even slept like, with me, I, and she still didn't get our business. Sleeping with the boss, and I still can't get his business. So sorry. Sorry about that. But you that. know what? I'll I'll take him as a husband oh over his business any day. So. You kicked her some. Yeah, I like the family very stuff, few. personal stuff. But I was, we just he was we very loyal, very loyal to his title company. So until mm-hmm. we created a title company, and that was that was hard because we were so loyal to. Yeah, our, our previous title company. Anyway, mm. doesn't for matter. sure. Yeah. So, did your? Can we talk about your eye accident? I just oh, thought wait. of this. This. So oh, no, sorry. let's later. do this. Let's okay. do this. Yeah, if, that comes later. But you guys had already met when that happened. So yeah, we were on a break. We were on a break. He broke up with me. Oh my heck! It so happened I, during your break. Yeah. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. We can come yeah, back yeah, to yeah. that later. Go ahead. Well, so sorry. so you dated. How long did you date? And then you obviously took a break. So what happened? That's you want to go straight to the break or the yeah? So. Yeah, we started dating like pretty immediate because I, I, we were both not dating other people at the time. So when we found each other, I think we were date two was like within a week of date one. Uh, date three was within a week after that. I kissed her on date three up at my cabin, stole a kiss. Um, <laughs> and 
Was yeah, it awkward, and immediately Steph, or was he smooth no, about it? No, it was smooth as. <laughs> was it? Can we swear on this podcast? It was smooth it's as. Yeah. <laughs> there's no swearing on this episode, okay? Oh. We've discussed this already. We have baby ears in the room. Yes, there's a baby here. I don't know how smooth it was, but it was cute. We'll put it that way. <laughs> That's all I have to ask. Well, he kissed me. Like, We're at he a cabin. Like, the moon is... Me. He made some funny, like, pickup line, kissed me really fast, and ran out of the room. Well, I was, uh, we were talking about, like crimes or stealing I or something I'm like yeah i i don't steal much but i still kiss it something like that and i stole a kiss and <laughs> cheesy line then he kissed me and then he ran <laughs> out of the room <laughs> i don't so... know if i ran but i i slipped away to see if she would follow and she did and then i followed him into another room and then uh-oh and then we had mormon kissing <laughs> nice she okay. was a good girl and that's yeah. what that and that's what lead that's the segue to your break i yes i i, I knew i was dating a very a, a very uh, a, a nice girl that was had very high standards, and I wanted to respect that. And so, was she yeah. the first one? I'm just teasing. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> the first Mormon no. girl, or the first one with I'm high just standards? You just got to remember. Teasing. You just got to remember where I was at in life. So I'm in divorce. Totally. I'm he a divorcee at the time, and immediately after the divorce, I was like, "Well, I'm not real. I, I don't want to get real serious." And anytime you're in the dating world, not real serious, it's it's everything's just, I don't know, it's really loose. It's interesting that the people you draw in and the people you hang out with and start dating is in, in that scenario. Yeah. And, and I, I learned really, really quick because I had, after the divorce, that's when I moved to Utah County because I wanted to change the scenery. I was living in Salt Lake and I thought, you know what, we've got this cool business opportunity. Keller Williams is blowing up in Utah County. Utah County is doing all this crazy stuff. I want to be a part of it. So I thought, okay, change the scenery. That'll be good for me. I'll go do it. So Keep this in mind. I went from Sugar House to Orem. Those of you that live in Utah, mm-hmm. like, talk about, like, Subarus, dogs, <laughs> like, comfortable as can be as, uh, you know, of, of Utah liberalism and Sugar House to ultra MAGA conservative Orem. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was definitely a change of scenery. But I was okay with it. And so, but I learned real quick here in Utah County, when it comes to the dating world, there's a, you're either dating very, very uh, uh, committed uh, or I should say convicted uh, LDS girls, or the complete opposite, which are they've left the church, they're kind of against the church, and they're just free spirits trying to to explore everything they didn't have as as growing yeah. up as Mormon girls. Yeah. And there's no that. in between. But I had already kind of gone through all that with my marriage and my divorce and things. We had worked out a lot because I was married because she had left the church during our marriage and friends around us, and so I had already gone through all of the faith crises that everybody's going through. We'd already been through all that, and I'd already yeah. gone through my own, uh, I, I wouldn't call it a faith crisis, but refinement of, yeah. of where yeah. I stand. And I found myself very much in this middle place. And so here I'm in Utah County where, from a, from a religious standpoint, which guides most people's morals here, uh, a very, I don't want to say middle of the road, but but not an extreme on either way, but all the girls I was dating were like extreme on either side. Yeah. So I either had girls that were ready to get naked on the first date or the really convicted uh, moral girls that said, no, that's you save that for marriage. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's not a lot of in-between. So it's kind of an interesting dating world yeah. in, in Utah County for that matter. And I found myself dating kind of both sides, and it was challenging. But anyway, long story short, I, I meet Steph, and I'm like, okay, well, you're on – that other side of... I think more so than anyone he'd ever married or dated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which was, which normally I, I, I didn't think I'd ever which even go there. Which found attractive, clearly. Well, it's that's... Nice, it, that, it that is, is attractive. It was interesting because... At least for me. 
Well, it goes to show that you okay. can't define on that because I had met other girls that were saying that were just as convicted as Steph, and I just wasn't interested. But there was something about her where I thought, well, boy, I know she's in that camp, but I like her, and I yeah. like her a lot, and I want to pursue her, and I guess I'm going to have to deal with that. So we start dating uh, and going through that and having conversations. Um, I even went as far as we went on a cruise together. And mm. I'm pretty sure I earned my golden ticket to heaven yeah. because we not only shared a room, but shared a bed. And guess what, everybody? We we were chased, okay? <laughs> and I didn't cross her boundaries. If it wasn't Steph, if it wasn't Stephanie, I would say, not believe I, you. wouldn't believe it. He, he might have earned it, but let's be honest. I, yeah. She was... We she call her ninja hands. I would have She's never let that hand happen. slapper, ninja hands. <laughs> I was in my thirties. I had like I had become pretty solid on yeah my right. uh, my ability to know my lines. Yeah, so. yeah. not that awesome. I've improved my life, but and I tested those lines. But she she was good, and I <laughs> and I and I respect her for it. But yes, we literally went on a cruise and stayed chased. So That's crazy. If there are That's any awesome. young girls, I have a fourteen year old daughter, and her friends occasionally will listen to this chaste and good girls that have morals and set boundaries get the respect that they demand for sure i respected the heck out of stuff and we had and here's the thing we had a good time we didn't drink on the cruise right and so like in those cruises like everybody is hammered the whole cruise because we did like a booze cruise it was like a three or four day i'd never been on a cruise that was my first cruise yeah Yeah. what's happening that's the other thing when you're older and dating you do cool stuff yeah. Like, hey, who, right. we literally went to Florida and went on a cruise. Like, yeah, we did because we're older and we have money and no and kids. And yeah. So dating life, being older, is pretty cool. It's not just like picnic on a blanket up the canyon because you're broke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we did a we did a four-day four date. On the cruise. <laughs> we, we know that very well. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. That, um, is, that is the parks. So we do all this. We, uh, uh, but off, obviously, after we we had gone camping together, cruise together. When you get to that level of dating, that's where it's like, okay, this is pretty serious. Like yeah. we're like, we're together every single day. We're we're doing all that. We're you know, it's kind of like, okay, time to DTR. Let's figure it out. And so we start talking through. But there, we weren't naive to the fact that we were still very, very different and coming from two very different. Well, and let me places. let me give you my side of the start. Please. Of our yeah. relationship. And there were no kids at this point, right? Just so No, I don't have kids from the previous marriage. They doesn't so. have kids. Um, I have, I was older and single and I was in the single world and I had older, dated. Sorry, older for Utah older standards. Older for Utah standards. And you know what? I was older for other standards. I've talked How to, again? I've talked to many people. I was, when we met, I was 30 or 31. You were 31. I was, 31. I was 29. Okay. And I lived in California. I lived in right. DC and that's older for yeah. even those areas. Huh. I mean, it's becoming more normal, but I I was still older for those areas too of not an LDS world. And um I <laughs> and I I had dated a ton and I had dated long-term relationships. I had broken off long-term relationships and just trying to figure out like what to do and I met Clay and he was this divorcee, and I had I hadn't really dated the divorcees. Um, we just call um, what did we call them? The never marrieds. I always just like dated the never marrieds, right? Yeah. I went on this date with Clay. I honestly I didn't know a lot about Clay, but I knew he was divorced, and I was just going for fun. I thought he was super cute, and it was just for fun. 
And I went on that first date with him and it was literally a breath of fresh air. I was mm. like, oh my gosh, this is um, like, he is so fun because he still held that excitement for dating. And he was like nervous and he wanted to know everything about me. Whereas when you get older and single and you all have never been married, you just take all of your high ideas and you just analyze the heck out of each other yeah. on these dates and it's so hard and so you kind of beat each other down a little bit being like can I see you in this really and yeah, yeah. and it's rough whereas Clay like he'd been married he knew what married life was like so he didn't have this idealistic idea of what he wanted marriage to be mm. yeah from what he had seen well I did but I had I, I you was had realistic. some realistic expectations, mm. and it my bar was, was pretty low after. It night. was <laughs> it was just a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I feel like I went out with somebody like when we were nineteen, twenty, twenty one, like with that same like mentality. Then I had been dating with all these older hmm. guys that had never been married, so it was a lot of fun. But that first date, I learned a lot about Clay because he was. He was on Lord Tap. So he was, was on Lord Tap. <laughs> we went on a long drive up the canyon, and um, I learned a lot about him. And the funny thing about learning about Clay on that drive, <laughs> I had this list of things that I would never marry. Absolutely never marry. And he hit every single bot, like every single one of them. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is going to go nowhere, but this is just fun. It's fine. Yeah. I'm your, just having fun. What's one your of, list? What yeah. are some of those things? Share a few. Okay. If you can. So um, religious wise, I was like, he's got to be, you know, like as solid as I am in the gospel, like Nephi, right? Like all these girls want like, like an, en an enzyme Mormon, the elders corn president. Just like, uh, yeah, just like I was, I was, I was inactive at the solid time. and he oh, was not okay. active. He was not active in the church. So I was like, well, scratch one. The other one was he was a Democrat and I refused. I was like, Ooh. I will never marry Ooh. a Democrat at all. Like, I like, I don't like conflict at all. And so I'm like that, my family's Republican, uh, yeah. like it would just cause conflict and I don't want that. I want everybody to be happy, right? I'm just very like everybody at peace, everyone happy. And so I broke up with people. I, I dropped people because they were Democrat. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> we were, we will never it. get along. Keep going. Your next box. Uh, next box. You're a BYU I had fan. To have a BYU fan. And oh. I'm a Ute fan. And he was Salt Lake. And I was, like and I again, opposites. I went this on a amazing. date with a guy one time and he took me, oh, not funny, like the, like on a picnic, right? He <laughs> opens up his trunk and he pulls out all this Ute gear. You picnic basket, you blanket, you everything. And I was like, I'm sorry, this is never going to happen. And I never went out with him again. <laughs> <laughs> I literally every one of these button like bullet points I was like no oh and I needed them and like the one thing is is they have to be um Clay's very athletic but my brothers no, are I'm not. ball athletic <laughs> he whatever you were he, he does water polo and he's athletic in the amazing. sports that like he's nobody, athletic not in a lot of people have played but he yeah to your yes. to your credit yes yes and but my brothers are all very much football basketball like mm -hmm. all the sports and so i had always imagined like who i married is gonna go play basketball with my brothers or go yeah. play sports so he has to be ball athletic like those sports athletic and so if he's not he's he's off the list and those were my things those are <laughs> I love it. and clay was, failed all of them failed all of them and but the funniest part is i had literally dumped guys for yeah, every one of say. those reasons I was gonna say, and they just had just one like, of nope. them 
Nope. And he nope. had all four. He yeah. had all four, and they only had one, yeah. and Maybe I dumped them. Maybe you, that was the case. So when I asked you on the second date, why'd you say yes? Because <laughs> I asked you out yeah, just to, it, and that was a, a simple question. date. That was just a movie night, because I was laid up, still in my crutches. So I said, hey, I'm going to watch a movie. Um, come watch it with me. Yeah. And she said yes. I did say <laughs> yes after that date. Well, because you, on that first date, I had so much fun. And I think having no, like, being like, well, this is obviously never going to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would never yeah. go for me. Like, he's not active and I'm very active. Like, he's not going to last with me. <laughs> so <laughs> I just thought, you know what? I have been dating so serious. I was exhausted. And I was like, that was so fun. It was a breath of fresh air. It was so fun to have somebody like light up when they got to know you that yeah. like Clay did. Can I tell you just an agreeance with you? I just wanted to go. Yeah. Like that is one of Clay's str strengths is he does make everything fun. Like you, you and really do. Makes, you're fun to be with. You're easygoing. You're, yeah. you're non-judgmental. You, like you accept everybody as they come. He makes everyone and around him you. feel yeah. awesome. He like does. they're I, just the coolest. I did tell Steph when we got married, I said, look, I can't promise you a, like a perfect life or a happy life, but I can promise you, you will never be bored. Yeah. yeah that's a fact. <laughs> that I believe is, it. That is the truth. That is the truth. So I just, I had so much fun with him and I was like, that was just awesome that like I don't care I'm just gonna go and have fun and in my mind I'm like I'm gonna have fun and it was so funny because <laughs> I had a neighbor I was talking to I think is when we went to the cabin and somehow it came out like you were not active and there was all these things and he comes the up the cabin's to me. a third date by the, the way the cabin was a third oh, okay. date and I was waiting for Clay to pick me up and I had this neighbor friend <laughs> That was a guy and he was like you really shouldn't be doing this because you marry who you date and I looked at him, I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, in my 30s, I wish that were the case. I've never married who I've dated. I was like, you think that I'm gonna just marry anything at this yeah, point? Yeah. Like, no. So anyway, I went and it was it was just so fun. And I knew too, I was like, like later on, I had just kind of waited. Everyone says too, like, Oh my gosh, when you talk to older single people, it's very, I mean, we're very sensitive at this point when we're in our 30s and single, but um, you just look at them and you're like, oh my gosh, you're just so picky. You're so picky. That's mm -hmm. why you're single. You're so picky. And I never say that to single people. Yes, we are incredibly picky, but you're picky until you find the right one. And then yeah. you find out that they're not that picky. Yeah. yeah. They just haven't found the right one yet. And they haven't found that person that they feel good about i'm one of the lucky once ones they do you let a lot of things go that you probably wouldn't have before yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm one i'm one of the lucky ones because i look back i knew jess like somehow i had enough emotional i don't know intelligence to understand that that who i was dating even in high school was at a way higher level and i was very attracted to her yeah. and i saw her heart early on but i think about that all the time that like we got we got married she was 20 yeah and i was 21 mm -hmm. I'd been home for my mission like five months. I got home in July. We got married in December. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, man, like it is such a big decision. Like getting married mm -hmm. is, and I, yeah. my parents are divorced. And so I should know not to freaking just be quick about it or whatever. Yeah. And we dated for a total of what, a year before, no longer than that, over <laughs> a year total between high school and after the mission. But anyways, yeah. I look back at that all the time. Like, man, it would have been so easy for me, especially like my life growing up was a little chaotic <laughs> Come from some, and it was great and beautiful and awesome in its way too, but it's okay to be picky. It's yeah. absolutely okay to be picky Girls. and you should be picky. Yes. You should be picky and you should know what you want, 
but also here's the thing is sometimes our, as you get older, your head rules your heart and there's uh, a balance. You should have your heart rule a little bit for yeah. you to jump into things that you're kind of not knowing what's going to happen in the future. But um, as you get older, and that's the problem with never married as you're older is you're both way too into your head. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, and kind of like you're kind of set with who you are, right? Like when we were mm -hmm. just married, we were still like trying to learn to adult, right? Yes. <laughs> and you guys are like older, so you've been adulting for a while. Yes. You know the direction that you want your life. You know, you kind of established yeah. some things a little bit better. And yeah. we knew who we so were. So I could see that. And yeah. yeah. And it, it really was kind of like as we as I kept going out with Clay and I kept feeling I I just kept loving being with Clay. Yeah. And that feeling that I have always wanted that I thought by the time I was in my 30s I'm like I think that that was a fairy tale in my head. I don't think it exists mm -hmm. anymore. I think that when I get married I'm just going to have to logically do this because I've lost that fun 19-year-old like smitten yeah. feeling because mm -hmm. I'm now too into my head. I've had too many life experiences. Now it's a very logical decision. I'm like I just don't know if I'm going to be able to have and I used to tell people I'm like I just want to meet that person that I feel at home with. Mm -hmm. You know, that at home feeling like you just feel like you're at home and that mm -hmm. comfortable feeling. And I had a lot of boyfriends that I dated for many years. <laughs> And I was comfortable with them, but it was never that feeling of like, I'm at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember I had gone out with Clay several times and you had left to go to China because your cousin. Oh, that is a crazy story. Had, um, was in a coma. Mm. And you came back and you weren't sure how you felt about me. But we went on a red sign trip to St. George and you fell asleep in the car. And I remember having that feeling and looking over at him and saying, I feel at home. Like that feeling that I thought never existed. Like I'm feeling that right now and I've got to figure that out. Mm. Mm. So why'd we break up two months later? So we... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to ruin the warm and fuzzies. No, I think this is the, at that's the heart I, of what you guys wanted. I love, that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that explanation. Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. That's beautiful. So we obviously were very different in multiple aspects. It wasn't just the religious difference. It was also political. <laughs> it was on the list, right? Yeah. Um, but we broke up. Well, we ended, we ended up having a conversation and this was the interesting part that I think goes into, uh, it plays later. We had a lot of gospel conversation because that was very important to me. Yeah. And I knew Clay wasn't active and he had a lot of questions <laughs> and I have, um, I had a lot of things to say and be semi-active is a little Here's more. the thing. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Like Clay, it, it wasn't a matter of that Clay doesn't believe in God or Jesus Christ or any of those things. It was just a matter of he just doesn't. It's not interesting to him. Okay. It's not something that he <laughs> takes extra time for, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah sure. So, um, but we had a lot of discussion, a lot of conversation. But I think one of the main conversations that we had that was a big deal one night, Clay is a dreamer. And mm -hmm. he has lots of dreams. And he is amazing because he makes his dreams happen. Mm. And he was t he was talking to me. He's like, I'm going to build an empire and I want somebody that can support me in my dreams. And I, we were talking about that. And I knew that was a big deal to him. And one night he was kind of like, he was just saying, I can't do the religious thing for you. I'm sorry, you know. Mm. And I said, you know, that's okay. That's okay. Like, that's that's good to know. And I, and I looked at him and I said, you know, Clay, I said, I would absolutely 
support you 100% in your dreams. I would love to help support you and lift you up and do whatever I can so that you can fulfill your dreams. And then I said to him, I said, and I need somebody that is going to do the same for me and for my dreams. And he was like, well, what's that dream? And I said, the gospel is my dream. Getting married in the temple is my dream. And raising my family in the church is my dream. And I need somebody that's willing to support me in my dreams too. Mm. And And I remember him looking at me and being like, oh, I actually, I never thought of it that way. I never thought of that as being somebody's dream. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that's, that's my dream. And if you can't support me in that, that's okay. And you know how important it is, obviously, to have someone support you. And Can so I interj- it's, okay. it's not just support. We were talking about partnerships. I was Partnership, saying, I want a yeah. partner for my empire. I want yeah. a partner to go do these things. Not just support, but a partner. And you had said, well, I want a partner in all of these things. And that, yeah. that makes you think. Yeah. And he just, he had never thought about it as that was what, like, his dreams are, and that was my dream. He just had never thought of it in that way. Yeah. But we eventually, he had a lot to think about, and he was like, well, would you be okay with me if I was supporting you in that, but I'm I'm not necessarily 100% with that, you know? <laughs> but I, I would do it for you. He's like, are you okay if I do it for you and not for me? Because most people aren't. And I would have never been either, I'll be honest. I would have mm-hmm. been like, absolutely not. <laughs> but I had had many experiences on my own with Clay that I, it was shocking to hear myself say, yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm. And he was like, okay, well, I have a lot to think about. And I left and then he broke up with me. <laughs> you broke up with her yeah well, i come to i i i don't yeah. think i knew this i don't think i knew you broke up with her yeah i thought steph just got wise and no kicked her, <laughs> kicked her butt to the curb <laughs> well you gotta remember since we're talking psychology here one of my biggest buttons for me psychologically is i never want to let anybody down yes. right that's yeah. like my one yes. thing like you can you, you can say a lot of mean things to me and i'm pretty thick but the minute you're like dude you totally let me down like it's like maybe i have some childhood stuff that's come mm-hmm. up i'm the same down. way though I'm, yeah i think a lot of us are yeah. and and that's what I, I put myself in a position I, and and i hit at that stage after those those deep conversations I thought I can I can compromise and do a lot of things and because I really like this girl I really want to want to want to go further but I thought boy am I setting myself up for just a future of letting her down Mm. and I really wrestled with that and I finally just said you know what it's easier just to not go there and it was hard for me but I I I had just made that. I just got to that point. I thought, boy, I'm 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 almost getting too invested here with her, and and it's going to be even a harder heartbreak to break up later. So I may as well just get it over with and do it now. And in hindsight, it was probably a little rash. Um, but it was but a yeah. good thing. Yeah, it was a good thing because uh, I still remember exactly where we were. We had the conversation. I said, hey, we need to part ways. Like this is going to work. And I'll tell you, I've broken up with a lot of girls, uh, not a lot, but a handful in that dating period after my divorce and all of the girls went very like kind of nasty when you even mm. the girls that i only got on a couple of dates with the minute you're like hey it's not working out like they're weird they get mean like it's just like it's so hard right and so here i was fully expecting her to be that way and but it, she was so classy and so cool about it and so loving mm. to me and like that literally the next day after we broke up we like kept talking <laughs> had you guys like, dropped what? the L word, by the way, at this point before you broke up? Yes. Yeah. You had, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there was uh, there was love there. Well, yeah. but I you finally were... said, like, listen, like, I can't 
keep talking anymore. Yeah, she did say. I said, if if this is over, we need to just cut it. I can't keep keep talking yeah. to you anymore. And so we cut it. And it was like a couple days where we had no communication. And then I get a text message from his sister saying, hey, um, no, from Johnny saying, hey, do you know where Clay is? He's, I think he got kicked in the head at soccer and he's ha- he's got a concussion. Yeah, this is two days after that? you broke yes, up. Yes, and I'm like, we're broken up. Like, I haven't talked to him. What is going on? Yeah. And Girl, I was, why is he playing he, soccer? We all know that he doesn't do ball sports. <laughs> exactly. Just I should. Hey, well, to answer that question, they made me be the goalie, okay? Uh, they made me be the goalie. Yeah. I don't know why Johnny texted me because I he had to have known that we were done, but he texted me, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to text his sister and see if oh, he's yeah. okay. And I was not okay. Mm-hmm. And I he was, was not. smashed to oblivion in a hospital bed with out, like, out cold. Mm. How long were, did they have you under for? Um, well, I, it was, I was two weeks in the hospital and I don't remember like really much of that whole two weeks. Tell us real quick what happened. Yep. So these guys say, Hey, let's come play indoor soccer. United to bounce the soccer ball off the walls. Mm. said, I don't play ball sports. Right, Jess? <laughs> yeah. They said, don't worry. We just need a keeper. I said, okay, what do I got to do? You got to block the ball. So I can do that. So I played a few games. I got pretty good at it. I just learned the rules. If the ball comes inside that white line, I have right of way. And so I got really aggressive. Really, I'm like rolling around and diving and doing all the stuff that you see on TV. So I got pretty competitive. Good, but, yeah, it's it like quite watching, a watching clips. Yeah, but that Friday, to... yeah, it was a Friday night and we were playing a team and they were so good mm-hmm. and they were creaming us. It was like nine to one or something like mm-hmm. that, but I'm still doing my thing. But they were just still like playing so aggressive that it started to really piss me off that I'm like it's nine to one like chill out you guys so I just started getting really aggressive and a guy got past a defender came into the white box I have right away and so I just literally like superman dove at the ball and he was like I'm gonna still kick the ball and instead of kicking the ball he kicked me in the face and crushed my orbit crushed my eye knocked me out um there's like photos of it that I've seen where I'm standing so I guess I kind of came to but I have no memory of but any, but no. it just knocked me out. But it crushed my orbit. Um, your orbital bone, is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, t- your eyebrow bone, your cheekbone, the side bone, just that circular Man. that mm-hmm. circular bone. But the challenge was is it fractured into so many pieces, and one of the splinters went behind my eye and severed my optic nerve. Ugh. So I am blind. That's why my investment company is called Blind Eye Holdings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was out cold um, till kind of the hospital. I have a few memories in the hospital. I do remember you coming and visiting me. Well, so I ended up calling his sister. Well, I texted his sister. and I was like, you know, I, I have brothers. You get kicked in the head a lot. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. this really serious or is it like just like a small concussion? Yeah. <laughs> and if you know Johnny, you're not sure if he's really joking or yeah, how serious yeah, it really yeah, is. Wait, wait, let's, let me see. So anyway, I texted his sister and she said, um, I'm in an ambulance and we're headed down to Utah Valley Hospital right now. And I was like, oh, it's really serious. And I had this weird like. Oh, we're not together anymore. We yeah, broke yeah, it yeah. off, like for You're real. But I still loved him, right? And I was like, and I, I had already gone on a date with another girl. Well, he had a date that night. I had a date that uh, night, and I, so I know showed that another date. girl. Well, he had been dating another girl, kind of. Well, so I guess it wasn't two days after. It wasn't was two days. It was say, at least. It, it was two a couple. After. It was a couple weeks. That's right. It was two days after. Well, it was two days after we decided not to talk anymore. Oh, that's right. Because we broke right. up, and then we were still talking, and but you were still going out with other well, girls. Yeah. And then I just said, I can't do this anymore. So I was like, oh, what do I do? I was in a movie with my brothers and I was, I just texted his sister and I said, I will meet you there. Wow. And so I got there. You left a movie? 
I left a movie. What movie was it? Gosh. I can't even remember. Really? She <laughs> I can't even it. remember. Yeah. I left the movie. I drove down to Utah Valley Hospital and uh, Alana met me there. And I walked in and he was so Alana's loopy. your ex-wife. No, Alana's no, 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 a sister. Oh, I'm sorry. I knew that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was she lived, yeah. so At the time she was, lived, she was actually my roommate. Okay. Yeah, she was living with Clay. She, crashed, she crashed with me for like a month or so. Okay. And I went and I grabbed his hand. And he couldn't see. He had blood all over. Aww. And he couldn't see. And he like grabbed my hand and he said, who is this? Who is this? And I said, Clay, it's Steph. And he just started to cry. And he uh, said the whole time. I don't remember. I know. He doesn't remember. <laughs> but he started, he, I, like tears started coming down his eyes. And he was like, the whole time it happened, he said, all I wanted was you. You're the only mm. one that I wanted. You're the only one I was thinking about when this happened. Mm-hmm. And, but he was saying a lot of funny things too <laughs> to the nurses and Drugs. the doctor. Yeah, I was going to say so. He was way out of it. He kept telling everybody, she's a good Mormon girl. Don't worry. I, we got to talk to her bishop because like, he just kept saying like the funniest thing. And I'm like, and we're not together anymore, but I'm here. But <laughs> no, but I just kind of held his hand and he, and I stayed with him in the hospital. I like. Stayed there, and it was funny because several girls came to visit him, <laughs> and I had well, to I walk had lit away. Tinder back up in his last. <laughs> was it Tinder, or were they like real estate friends, or what were they? Well, I had a lot of friends, but it there was, were only two other girls that showed up. Was a, only it the was two a few girls, but the poor girl that he had the date with that night just got ghosted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she came to the hospital, but she showed up at the hospital with a teddy bear, and anyway, oh. cute. Okay, so then you guys decided, okay, maybe we want to try How long again? after the accident did you guys decide to get back together then? It still yeah. took a couple months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, a re- that was a refining moment for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I had essentially just kind of like a band-aid said, I don't want to let this girl down. I don't want to disappoint her. Um, but clearly, like, there was just more of a connection there than, than I'd had with other dates and other people. And so we, we continued to talk. But after, when I was, re- it was a kind of a long recovery uh, yeah. It took a few months, but I, I, even after the accident, I did go out on a, a few other dates with a few other girls, but my perspective had certainly changed. Mm. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted, but I just, I kept going back to Steph. Maybe it's that home feeling you just described, but I kind of kept going back to her and, and we even started not just talking, but we even hung out a few times, even though I was kind of dating and we didn't really know what was going on. And that lasted for probably a three-month period from the accident to the point where she came to me and she said, hey, you're well enough now. Uh, can you just shit or get off the pot? I what? obviously didn't say that, though. <laughs> I said poop or get off the pot. There you go. <laughs> but, no, you literally said that. I was like, hmm. And I said, okay, if we're going to do this, let's let's put a couple of things in play said, first of all, we need to really get clear on, like, if we're going to build these empires together and, like, build a life together, let's let's legit, like, get into the weeds on what this looks like. And that's why sometimes we reference when we're telling people we, we made the contract. Well, here's the thing. First off, I came and I... I have this little thing that I do with people. Because yeah, I was going to say, felt... this was the other thing we did, which was so, so helpful. I... I learned that sometimes you have to take the pressure off. I'm sorry, my baby's going to... No, she's great. She's, she's like, choking. Um... So I, I've learned that you kind of sometimes have to take the pressure off. Mm -hmm. And so I've told a couple of friends to do this and it, and they've gotten married from it. But I was like, you know, I have, I have taught this. I've never lived it. So I'm going to do it. But I just said, you know, we're going to date for a full month. We're not going to talk about our relationship. We're going to have a lot of fun. I I call it like, we're going to 
have kind of a, a lease agreement for a minute where we don't speak about our relationship, but nobody breaks up with anybody. You're not allowed to break You're up. You're not allowed to break month. up. You're not allowed to talk about the relationship. You get to just relax and have fun. And at and the end out. of the month, we can talk and say, hey, listen, do we want to do this for another month? Or are we done? Like, Which means the default is at the end of the month, you are broken up unless you renew unless the lease. Unless you renew the lease. Like you break mm. up at the end of the month unless you decide that you want to renew. And that way, like, I feel like sometimes relationships get so much like talking about the relationship yeah. that you forget to just have fun with each other and be like, and you I get don't, in your head. Yeah. You don't have to be in your head because you're like, man, I don't have to worry about it for yeah. four weeks, you know? Sure. And during that time, you kind of let go a little bit and you let yourself like have fun and enjoy this person and realize, do I really want to be with them or do I not? Yeah. Mm. And Smart. so at the end of that, and that's when we went on our cruise. It is? Yeah. Cause you gave me for my birthday cruise tickets and you're like, you, oh, can't, you're right. you can't break up with me. And this is during that time. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. So. That's right. The cruise was on <laughs> round amazing. two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was, it was camping at have a soup. I was round one. Yeah. Camping at have a soup. Um. I was round one. Then we did the cruise, and I was like, you're right. That's true. So well, and <laughs> I'll tell you, for those listening that are dating, that to date this way allows you to actually book stuff. Because yeah. that's like the worst thing yeah, when you're, you're like, dating. Like, I do I book something out in three months? months? Are we going to break up? But it's like, no, no, you can't break up with me. <laughs> I'm renewing the lease for a little I'm bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we did that. And at the end, we were like, you know what? And I had had several, like, I had been praying about this a lot, right? Yeah. Like, it's not just like, oh, I'm, I I was in my 30s. I wasn't just going to, like, marry the person that I was infatuated with. Like, sure. I had enough. I had broken up enough that I knew I could do hard things. Yeah. Um, and so I had prayed a lot about it. And I had continued to get this feeling that you keep going, which honestly was a little shocking for me because he is not what I had pictured. He's not what I imagined. And he's not what I thought God would be like, yes, this is what you should do. And so I'm like, wow, I'm really taking a leap of faith here. But I'm like, I'm Heavenly Father. Like, I just feel really good about this and I'm going to just keep going unless you tell me to do otherwise. And I feel like you're pushing this along too. So Mm. if, if that's not true, let me know. And I will follow that. But I feel like you are pushing this along and this is what you want to. So I kept going. And so at that point, because we had so many differences and it was the end and we were like, you know what? We love each other. We really do want to make this work. We keep coming back to each other. We keep coming back to each other. We've got to get some things figured out. And because here's the thing, a lot of times, and it's different when we were older, you guys got married and you kind of had an idea of where each other's were. And then yeah. as you grew up, you change, right? Yeah. Sure. And we had grown up and we had changed. We had gone through all yeah. of our, like he had gone through his, I went through my faith, like figuring out in crisis too, in my tw- like mid twenties and late twenties. And I kind of went through it all too, but I did, I, we did it alone. Yeah. I did it alone. And so by the time we were dating, we were pretty set. On, we knew who each, we were and yeah. we were going to stay who we were. Not that we can't change and mold, but we were, we were pretty solid on, on, we knew who we were. Yeah. And so we had to decide, listen, if you get married, if we get married, we've, <laughs> we're going to make a contract because you can't marry someone expecting them to change. And we had to have that agreement. Like like you can't expect me to change. He he was like, you can't expect me to come this become this amazing Mormon. Like you you can't like expect. Well, it's a question of compromise. It's like, everybody's got to compromise. Would you still marry me if you knew that this is what I was forever? Yeah. And 
And he was like, yes. And when you talk compromise, there's a line where where you feel, okay, I've now compromised so far that I'm no longer, uh, I'm no longer uh, respecting my authentic self or sure. right. however you want to say that. Like right. you can get to a point where like, you're not, you're fake. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, what's considered compromise, like healthy, good, genuine compromise. compromise yeah. And then what's being a faker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was wrestling with like, well, I'm going to obviously compromise for her. She's going to compromise for me, but how far is she going to go to the point where she's now faking it? How far am I going to go? And well, that's a very real conversation. Right? You can't be married and have these like terrible feelings or like, right. And you can't fake it forever. No, oh, yeah. exactly. And, no. So, and nor should you, you should right. never be faking. Exactly. It. Don't be miserable with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so we, we did like, and, and he was like, I'm still going to drink my coffee. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> that is not a big deal for me. That's yeah. fine. And like, we even talked about how many times he's going to go to church on Sunday to support me. Cause I told him, I said, listen, I don't want to take my kids and me to church alone. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and so he said, but sometimes I'm going to need a day. I'm like, okay. And, and we know that like, we don't, we don't argue that. We don't expect that to change. We don't change the contract in our marriage. We just, we set the, the expectations and we stick to the expectations. If things get better, that's a happy surprise. If not, like we just know, like also if you set this expectation, it doesn't, it means you're not going to go back on that yeah, yeah, expectation yeah. either. Like this is the bar. If it's better, great. Yeah. If it's not, we got to still and stay got, here. It got fun though. We would go on dates and be like, okay, what section of the contract is nice? Ooh, is it rated our movies? All right. <laughs> no, is it, I still don't it, do that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was going to say, but it, you and know, it's, and it's how are you going to raise your kids? Ooh, and, let's dive into that one. Yeah. yeah. And the politics. I said, listen, you're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. And my family is very Republican. And I told him, I said, you're not allowed to talk politics with my family when we go to, you have Ooh. to bite your tongue. And I my said tongue it, is split in half I after said, six years of marriage in this family. I said, listen, you are welcome <laughs> to say everything you want to say to my family, to me on the car ride home. But you are not allowed to say it to my family. Yeah, and I still want to that said, too. Okay, and I, same thing with me. I bite my tongue with his family because his family is Democrat as well. So I, well, and I, some of them. I well, not, bite my tongue. Not to get too political here. I feel like in the oh, last. We're getting political. Let's go there, actually. <laughs> but I feel like the definition of a Democrat seven years ago is different than what people think of a Democrat today. It's like the, well, I don't know. You, yeah, you're sure. the political. You're more, you're better at this stuff than I am. But it's like the, there's like, there's no longer liberal. Like they're trying to combine the liberal with the Democrats. But I have Democrat friends like you, for example, that still like. Well, it's not normal humans. You're not. You're not crazy. You don't have crazy ideas. You're this very is a logical. good time for everybody to pay attention. Go to isidewith.com yeah. and take your political test. And what you'll find out is I am 54 percent Republican and 72 percent Democrat. Which those numbers don't add up. But uh, yeah, it's not. What? You're not getting to 100. percent I'm saying that my my say. views align 54 percent with the Republican Party's platform, yeah. and my ideas line up 72 percent with the Democratic platform. And I think the Constitutional Party or whatever I was, you know, 40 percent lined up. Like it's an interesting thing. It is. But mm. my, the, to your point, Hayden, it's like the fact that we stereotype so bad in the political spectrum drives me nuts. And I just hate going there. When some, the minute I even say, oh, I'm a Democrat, people think, oh, you're a Nancy Pelosi loving Californian hippie. It's like, no, yeah, I'm right. like, uh, <laughs> yeah. just, I, I don't even want to engage with you. Like, no, like it just isn't that way. And same thing when people are like, oh, you're a Republican. You must be a Trump loving MAGA, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, she not even close. Like, no, that 
Right. And that's one thing that's been important is as we were going through the contract and still to this day, six years later in our marriage, we can't afford to have political conversations with blanket comments. Yes. Uh, we made a rule very early on that if you were going to take a political like conversation and, and, and get fired up about something, you have to provide three sources. And mm-hmm. we still do that. And I'll tell you what, the majority of the time, I can't find three sources to support the headline. And I can't headline, find three sources to find mine. You, you helped me <laughs> see this. So I, I would, I'm a headline reader. And I, we I've all actually, are. Well, yeah. I used Our to world be. has become headlines only. Yes. And you just can't do that. Right. You just can't do that. And in our, in our, in our agreement with each other and kind of how we operate, we certainly can't do – she can't throw a headline at me and I can't throw a headline at her without the three sources. And I'll tell you, it changes the way you talk politics. Well, mm. and, and if, I will say too in our marriage, honestly, this has been the probably the biggest surprise for me because, I mean, everyone's like, oh, the religious thing's going to be the worst for you. No, I was more scared about the Democrat Republican. <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that terrible? No. no. Than I, I was about um, the religion thing. I think because, like, for me, like my prayers and answers, I'd received so many answers towards like this is right and it's going to be fine and we're going to like put that in God's hands and I don't have to change Clay, which was awesome. Like, and and he doesn't have to change me. Like, yeah, we it's going to be just fine. And honestly, we've had it's never been an issue. Like, we've We've been so great. And I mean, it's not that it's perfect, but it's been fine. But the political thing, I thought, oh, like this is going to be really hard because I'm very political. He got his like master's in political science and he's very set on bachelor's or his bachelor's, sorry, Mm -hmm. bachelor's. And I was like, this is this is going to be interesting because I've seen so many fights happen over politics, right? And my parents are like, those Democrats, right? And his mom and his family is like, oh, the Republicans, you know? (laughs) Is your dad a Democrat? Yeah, no. Barely. Barely. My mom and dad are pretty independent, actually. Your mom's my mom's Very gone Democrat. Way, she's gone a lot more liberal as she's get, she was she voted for Bush like she she's switched in the later she's, years yeah huh. but during like COVID it really put a big huge divide between mm-hmm. the political parties right mm-hmm. and I have been shocked because because we're different politically like we don't get into it. Before, I think we would get into it when you have people that think like you, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean we just, don't get into it? We get into it all the time. Well, but I'm saying like with when you have somebody. There's not as much anger. It's or like, like yeah, I, yeah. I call oh, them the yeah, 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 yourself down into a hole, right? Huh. It's like, yeah. yeah, you think that? Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just kind of pull each other down this like, yeah, until you just hate Until you're storming the Capitol yeah. building right? yeah. trying to overthrow our constitution. <laughs> I, okay, I've always just surrounded <laughs> myself with Republicans. And so like you can get into that. Yeah, like I was in California and we like with Romney and, you know, I was involved in all of that. California. Mm. And oh, yeah. so prop I eight and all prop that. eight, all of oh that. I was involved in all of that. And so mm. I was, and I dated this girl. I know <laughs> and he said that he voted for Obama twice. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're going to die. <laughs> um, so, so I, I but like we, we hadn't, and I, we hadn't, we didn't really get a lot into it because we had that three source thing. So we were like, well, we can't really bring stuff up because I don't have my three do I, sources. Do I have the energy? Yes. Yeah. Do I have the energy to go find these resources because every time we try we end up being like oh that's actually not spin. true yeah, yeah spin, like, spin, spin. Like, again 99 percent oh. opinions one yes. percent on both sides it doesn't matter so it's- i we ended up 
in this like turmoil of politics, our home was so peaceful because we didn't get into to, like the yeah, 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 and talking mm-hmm. about it all the time. And we never had my friend, I had a friend, I do Bunko too. I, um, <laughs> I had a friend go, how in the world are you married to a Democrat? Like I could never be married to someone that thinks differently than me politically. Oh. And I said, listen, I thought the same thing. I totally thought the same thing, but it's actually surprisingly been the best blessing in mm. my entire life. I said, because we have such a peaceful home. We don't have that stuff in our home as much. And we, um, and I was like, and here's the thing, like I have never said in our home, those Democrats. Yeah. Why? Because those Democrats is the person I love the most yeah. in the world. Right? <laughs> sure. And he's yeah. never said those Republicans because of me. And so we don't have that like hate towards the other side. And you understand that like the other side is good people they just want good things done differently than you want and my whole like opinion and and people ask like what's changed it's not that clay's made me a democrat by any means it's just that i've been able to see a different side i've been able to listen it forces us to listen yeah and that is a big one and my yes. friends, my friends was like, well, what about your kids? What about your kids? What are they going to do? And I was like, well, I haven't forbid, you know, I was like, listen, I, my kids can decide what they want. They've got a mom that can tell them the Republican side, dad, teach them Democrats. I will teach them together. I was like, but what my kids will not have is hate for the other side. Yeah. I love it. And I, I am watching my friends, you know, that are with their Republican spouses and even the other side too. And I was like, we just, we don't have that in our home. We have yeah. so much peace in our home during this political craziness. Yeah. Yep. And I would have never dreamed that that's that all, would be hap- that that's that awesome. would happen, but it's that's been the biggest awesome. blessing. This is what happens when you can take opposing parties and come to some sort of agreement. And to me, I'm like, I was actually, before you even brought up your kids, I started thinking like, this is awesome for your kids because they get to hear arguments from both sides in their own freaking house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can, we're all, we're all, your kids we're all smart at a very young age. They pick up on – Ed Milet said this in a post we just did. Things are caught, not taught. Yeah. I mm. freaking love that because yeah. I feel like the, the only reason our kids have a chance is because of Jessica. <laughs> and whatever they get from me is going to be caught, not taught probably in our house, I think. Even anyway. the swear words. Even yeah. the swear yeah, yeah. words, yeah. No more Tabasco sauce. I felt bad. I tried to get Gwen out of that. We'll talk that about was- it later. Sorry. <laughs> but I think it's beautiful, Steph. I, so I really many. do. I think that's so awesome because – Clay has helped me see because I, I come from a pretty right wing, right wing family too. Um, I'm actually I took the I side with Tess because of you, Clay, mm-hmm. and it turns out I'm a big time Constitution guy. I'm a constitutionalist, yeah. is why it came out, and, I was, and it was it surprised me and I think you, and we were just like, oh, that's cool, whatever, you know. So um, it's cool that you can one reconcile your differences. Your your kids can see that you can still love people that think different than you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you're still human and you still love and it doesn't matter yeah. what side of the aisle you're on. Sorry. I just well, wanted to say and that. And it makes it not such a big deal. Right. Yes. Well, and we're not that different. We're I not. Mean, yeah. You can exactly. pick any, yeah. any hot we have topic. Way more in common than we do different. Well, and I'm and even between parties, like at the end of the day, I love it when, when politicians and they don't do it enough, but they remind people, Hey, yeah, we're a two party system in America, but at the end of the day, we're Americans. And that's why like even, you know, and so and, and you can talk about that on a range of issues, but the way the media makes money is is in the hype, right? And so they're always promoting this great, great divide. But in our house, like we literally watch Fox News, and yeah, it's really hard for me. And when you have the 
cuckoos come on, like the Hannity's or whatever, like I, <laughs> I, I have to leave the room sometimes. But at the same time, we don't, time, watch them a lot, we, we don't, we pull it up. But I, I, but I always, even without Steph, I do have to turn on that sure. stuff so that I'm at least aware of the spin that, and crap That's that they're funny. saying, just so yeah. I'm not naive to it. Because I, because I get all my news from the late night comedians, and they're all very liberal, right? Yeah, like yeah. all the late night yeah. comedians are funny, and but it's like they're liberal, right? Well, well speak. So you have like the spin here of the left side and the right side. And then in the middle, you're saying is kind of what, what I'm might saying is if truth. you actually get down to the sources and like the real heart of the topics, you realize, oh, we're not actually that we're not far that different off. Yeah. Well, and here's the like, thing too is, have you ever seen The Social Dilemma? Oh, if you've ever seen, seen The Social Dilemma. It's a documentary on Netflix about the negative impact of yes. social media. Of social yes. media, oh, yes. right. And, yes. and how they it's have been mastered and psychology. they have on that yeah. the kid that gets political, right? And how they yeah. kind of throw at you what you want to hear. Yes. But the awesome thing that I was like, wow, am I glad that I have both parties in our household? Because I'm getting fed the Republican side. He's getting fed the Democrat side. So we bring it together. And we're and we get to the, actually like the middle ground mm -hmm. when normally I go to my house and my parents and everything that they see, and then we go to his house. I'm like, they're not even in the same world. Like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. our worlds are so they're propaganda they're so, so bad. Different. And they just media. take it hook, line, and sinker. And I yep. thought, wow, I would have been stuck in that too. But like having both sides in, it helps us not get pulled so far to the right or the left, That's and we awesome. kind of can see see both sides you know what which actually has been helpful yeah i love it one of the things this is going to sound silly but we went to vegas last weekend right mm -hmm. and we saw the show the mad apple mad apple bad bad, bad apple okay at no mad, York, you're mad right. apple yeah. at the new york new york and it was okay for the record we, there's better shows out there Beatles was awesome. Um, the O is awesome. Mm -hmm. But it was still funny because they had a couple comedians there. One was a, a New York – he was a New Yorker. He was Jewish, and he was gay. And he was hilarious. And I'm, I tried to Google him and was find he? his name because he was so good. But um, – he he was making jokes like clearly he was like this liberal guy but he was tired of the crap too and everybody everyone in the he was like making fun of how things are going right now and you could just tell like being in that room with that many people that were just like yes our political system is freaking a mess right now yeah. and i'm like oh good it's not just me that feels this way <laughs> like hearing everybody go yeah what in the heck are we even freaking doing here like what it, it, propaganda, the media. Like, I was say, our system is not a mess. It's beautiful. I love the yeah. Constitution. The I, problem yeah. is this new fourth branch of government is the media. Yeah, mm. and they well said. don't have checks and balances, mm. and well said. that's why you have what's his bucket info wars getting just lost as case just for conspiracy theories. And finally, somebody has some accountability on the liars that are on our, mm. anyway, don't get yeah. me on that soapbox. <laughs> that guy's actually, what's his name? Uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. He's I actually he really funny. In jail. Yeah, well, he's super funny. But Is he, he going to jail? No, but he'll, he'll, he's he just lost something. his case for millions and millions of dollars for claiming oh. that Sandy Hook was a hoax. Oh yeah. Which, but he has gotten some stuff right, right? I don't know. I don't follow. I'd have him to go look cool. it up. He is. I think he's hilarious. He doesn't provide honest. three facts, so no. Yeah. I don't listen to that. Yeah. I like it's too negative. I love that rule. I love that rule. I think we should have that rule for like everything. <laughs> if you can't provide me three facts, yeah. it makes you Keep shut it. up really quickly because yeah. you're like, do I want to take the effort to go find three? Yes. Right. And it's usually sources. leaving our media in the United States so and going to BBC or Al Jazeera. Right. Like, you almost always have to step out at the people looking in to get like the true news story without the spin. Yeah. It's so hard to avoid the spin. 
Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But little did I know, like, what a freaking blessing play mm-hmm. being a Democrat in my life would have been. Yeah. Right? Who would have known? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I was looking up just because, you know, I tried to do my homework here, and it was <laughs> saying. So it said that all, today only, this was last year's though, today only 21% of marriages are politically mixed, and nearly 4%, so 3.6, are between Democrat and Republicans. Look at Whoa. you guys, 3.6. Wow. We're, we're rare. I, I would say that <laughs> but it, our personalities also help. Yeah. For sure. If we were super stubborn personalities, I don't know if that would go well. Sure. And if we were actually in politics, if I was yeah. running for something or whatnot, and I had to actually declare publicly. I've never done a pol- I've never said I, honestly if our if my in-law if Steph's parents heard this podcast they're probably learning right now because they probably don't understand I mean they know I'm a Democrat no, they but we know. never it's we been an awesome thing for my family too because they also have to sit there and say like take a check on what you say yeah. and I'm like that's a good thing for people like so many times in our world right now we just run our mouths and it's good to sometimes think about what you're saying and what how it affects other people, you know? Yes. yes. Or all the time. And finding out, like, I'm going to say this, <laughs> but a I better not say that. And then you kind of think, like, well, should I even think that? Like, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. you, well, you realize, too, like, if I have to go, you might think you feel strongly about something. But then if you don't even want to go do the research to find your three sources, you probably realize right. at that point that you really don't care that much. Well, and, it, and you yeah. really shouldn't be that angry. Right. And maybe, maybe there's something it, else yes, ticking you off. Yes. You know? yeah. Well, and it diffuses that emotion that that headline yes. gave you. Because yeah. you're like, well, I can't talk about it now, so I'm going to like just let that go well, for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't even go straight to the headlines. Like January 6th committee. I'm like, I'm going to watch that because I know that it's we're going to talk about it. But I was like, well, I'm not going to watch Fox's version of their coverage of it. I'm not going to watch CNN's version of it. So I literally kept pulling up PBS, like <laughs> public, you know, the cheesy little Channel 11, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because there is no commentator. They just air it you just watch it and so that's the youtube channel as i would pull up the the pbs version of january so i could just watch just that trial and not the commentators and hear that way i could say i can formulate my own opinions and then when we discuss i was like hey well this is what they said not they the commentators but the actual trial under oath at the right hand like that's what was said and we can formulate our opinions based on that based on that that's cool. What's that. hard is we're not even that political. Like we don't with all of our friends and stuff, but we have friends all the time that will like bring up the trial and be like, oh, so what part did you watch? Well, I didn't watch any of it. I'm like, shut up. Like, <laughs> well, the thing is, is that's where we all do it. Again, right, we're a headline. Right. We become a headline society. Yeah. Because right. it takes effort. Because it <laughs> takes effort. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we're just a little over an hour here. Did you guys have any other thoughts you wanted to share or... I don't mean to. Oh, did you? I know you got to. You know you're a busy. Just wants me to give my speech on abortion, yeah. but I don't know if we go there. <laughs> this is actually. I, you said you wanted to do it, and I. No, I this is actually where I, when I talked to you, I was like, oh, he's not as right wing as sometimes well, he likes it, to. A, abortion tell is, me. The, is the hot oh. topic of the nation, and the only reason why I thought of it, Jess, is yeah. when you say because sometimes people say, well, what's a good example of like the divide between you two. Yeah, and I yeah. thought of abortion not because it's a divide, but because when, when we when Steph and I really started dissecting it, we, we you you make some discoveries. And so when people say, oh, you're a Democrat, you're pro-choice or pro-life, and I say, well, that's not an easy answer because personally I am pro-life, yeah. but politically I'm pro-choice. And yeah. it says, well, what in the world does that mean? And it simply means that I've decided that personally, if Steph were to to have an unwanted pregnancy, heaven forbid it's rape or or whatever it might be, 
would we just immediately abort it? No, we would, we would talk about that, you know, call it, you know, spiritual or whatever. We, we would, we would probably, not probably, we would carry the baby. You probably even if you were raped, like we would, that would be very hard to terminate a pregnancy because of, of kind of our own personal beliefs. The question, and call this my political science degree coming out, is when I put on my political hat, it's, it's well, I'm a freedom lover. Do I want society um, and the government being part of that conversation? And, and the conversation of abortion from a political standpoint is between me and Steph, God, and our doctor. Yeah. And no offense, but it is not up to you, the Hewlett's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so from a political standpoint, I have to go back to my roots. And one of the biggest messages that was drilled into my head in that degree was that the government doesn't give rights. The Bill of Rights doesn't give rights. When, John, when James Madison was studying John Locke, I'm going to get a little history on him. <laughs> when he was writing the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, he really grasped on the idea that, that everybody has an unalienable God-given rights. We just have them because we're born. And the purpose of government is to protect the rights we already have. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And so, that's, and so when the Constitution came out, it's only a page and a half, but that is in there, right? Like we're, we're born with rights. The government's here to protect it. Of course, very quickly they said, well, can we actually define at least like the fundamentals? And then we got the Bill of Rights. It's like, well, the right to bear arms, the Mm. right to free speech, the right to religion. The government exists to protect that. And so in a lot of political issues, I take the stance of, well, hang on, is it giving rights or protecting rights? And when it comes to, uh, you know, my body, my choice on a lot of things, even the mask thing, that was interesting because there's, you know, the, the Democrats were like just, Mandate it, mandate it, mandate it. And I was not, I I could totally see and was very much kind of on the more conservative side of saying, well, hang on. Like we have like my body, my choice, right? Obviously, I would just hope that everyone do the right thing and protect each other and be kind. Uh, But it was one of those, well, what's the role of government? Yes, we have to protect the rights of others. That's why it was such a debate with mass. But abortion's the same way where we have to ask ourselves, you know, what, at, at what point are we, are we, not protecting the rights of the mother. And so it really has caused Steph and I to talk, well, hang on, on. before we're just so quick to say pro-life, we actually have to dissect, okay, there's the rights of the mother, but there's also the rights of this unborn baby. And so then it really gets into, okay, well, let's talk about that. At what point does that unborn baby have rights that, that the Constitution should protect or the government should protect? And so you have to define that. And you might say, well, it's actually preconception. Like mm-hmm. the Catholic Church for years has, have, have said, look, uh, uh, birth control is, is out because... Yeah, yeah. It's preconception that that potential for an embryo has rights. And then you have some people say, no, it's conception. And a lot of people, it's just, it, once it's conceived, that now has rights. Another, and, and so the, the day after pill is out. That's abortion, and that, yeah. that, in, that infringes on the rights of the unborn. And then some people say, well, no, maybe it's like heartbeat. You know, week 12, that's when six, you get these, five, or yeah, six, yeah. or whatever yeah. it is, you know. And then some people Four, will say, well, it's at viability, 24 weeks. Well, a lot of states actually have had that for years. And since Roe v. Wade, they've said, actually, yeah, viability is when that has rights that we need to protect. Up until then... It's, it's choice after that pro-life. Anyway, it's caused us to talk about, well, at the end of the day, I think we all agree like in a lot of that stuff, but it really comes down to, well, if you come at it from a, a political standpoint of when are we protecting those rights, you do have to pick 
align. And I think if you have these conversations with a lot of people, you might say, hey, well, my line is viability. 24, like that's the point. Oh, you're... And some people say, no, it's not until that baby takes a breath of air. Once yeah. you're a breath of air, now you're a human protected by the government. You know, up until then, though, we're not getting infringed on the rights of them. And you've got to pick that line, right? Yeah. And so me and Steph have talked about that. We said, you know, we actually like personally, like our line is probably at conception, like personally, but if the Hewlett's were making that decision, when do we feel like we from a government or we the people should say, well, that baby does have rights, it might be later on. And yeah. so it's, it, it, I guess I, all I'm sharing is an example of when you really get into it and fundamentally talk about it, you realize that her line might just be a little different than my line. and Well, mm -hmm. and experiences <laughs> cause things to be different because Clay has a very different experience with the abortion thing that I had to learn from Clay because his wife mm. before me ended up having to have an abortion, not because she wanted to have one, but because she was going to lose that baby anyway. Mm. Her, her water broke and it was far enough along that the baby wasn't ever going to make it, right? It was 20 weeks, so it was four weeks before viability, and but... She had to sign a bunch of papers stating she was going to have an abortion mm. and that she had to wait three days to mm -hmm. before they could get the baby out as she knows it's never going to be. And that really messed with her yeah. a lot. Yeah. And so he kind of had this experience that took him a different way where he kind of studied a little bit more up on it that I hadn't really right. done and was like, well, that's. That's not an abortion. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I mean, technically, I guess, but right. it's like that mom wants that baby. It's a devastating experience. Yeah. And so, and I hadn't ever thought about that. So people bring their own experiences into totally. things too. And Perspectives, right? And we laugh about it too. We laugh all the time because we're like, well, we're going to go to the voting poll together and we're going to cancel each other's votes out. So <laughs> yeah. it's like we're pointless at this point. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. We voted for the same candidate but a few times. We, There's some middle of the road vote, people. But sometimes we laugh that we're just canceling each other's votes out. Well, <laughs> only if we cool. do all party. We don't do all party. I've voted for Republicans before. I voted for them. I mean, yeah. And this is a great example this year. Our politics, if you've noticed, too, in the last several months, middle-of-the-road candidates are more valuable than ever. You've mm. got a couple of middle-of-the-road Democrats right now because it's Democrat-controlled that control America. Mm. Like, Biden wants to pass this big economic bill, but there's the one Kentucky guy, right? That he has to convince that middle-of-the-road guy because it's all or nothing that's on him. And so I look at this year, if we can get Mike Lee out – because he just votes everything republic like he's 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 an extreme far right you, like you, you know what he's going to vote for all a lot of people love that they just know he's consistent he's going to vote uh, Romney however he has a little bit he's still pretty far right but he'll still bring things up we're like oh you actually have to convince Romney on some things but imagine if we have a middle of the road guy Utah could really have some sway and we do have that chance it's evan mcmullen and i don't know if he'll win but he's he's going to go as an independent i thought oh imagine if we had a middle of the road guy mm. so now it's not just all party like because right now you know if, if one party controls the whole house or congress they just bulldoze the other side and there's no compromise and that's what's beautiful is our our country was founded on on debate we're supposed to argue and debate and and have compromise that way we'd never get extremes the hard thing is is we keep getting extremes and it's well, and the funny thing is, too, when we first got married and we had our first political, like, presidential de like, yeah. debate and we we're, like, married now. And I'm like, all right, this Democrat and Republican thing. 
Um, it was funny because I was like, it actually turned out really well because we both hate our candidates. And so there's like not, we don't have a lot to say. Yeah. Oh, and that's so how we are this year. It's like, fine. Man, the presidential like, stuff's well, hard. There wasn't a lot to we're like. We're not a Biden house. We're definitely not a Trump house. It's like, uh, can we get something But else? I thought I was like, that, that was kind of nice for us that we both hated our candidates or it would have been yeah. a little rougher. But yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny that I should I should tell on this podcast is the other day I pulled into my garage and I was like taking the trash out or something and Jess came out. Oh yeah. <laughs> you saw it? <laughs> I did. She's the one that caught it. I was like, what the? If you saw my social media like a week ago or so, um, you saw that there was a rainbow Biden sticker on the back of my car. <laughs> that was in our car for a while. <laughs> it's in my it's in my car and I I plan to place it somewhere. It's actually a magnet. So yeah. thank it's you. It's a magnet. That. Yeah, it's thanks a magnet. But yeah. I pulled up and I'm like I remember thinking that someone was behind me and like they went slow and I was like, what? Like they were, but they were to the right of me. I'm like, that seemed kind of weird. Like what's like, it was actually a cop, I think. And I'm in Salem, right? We live down South. We're, we're with in in the country. country. (laughs) Deep with farmers. I knew what I was doing. (laughs) Oh man. I'm like, Clay, I will get killed where I live with this crap on the back of my car. But it was, it was pretty funny. So oh, I had to do work. it. Yeah, I, had, it I had to get that. I was actually hoping that you discovered <laughs> you that you had a, a rainbow riding with Biden or whatever it said. <laughs> What's bad is so that funny. it's not just the Republicans now. I don't even think most Democrats even approve of him. So I'm not making any friends having a Biden. <laughs> no, no. I was just hoping. You suck, dude. That's a good point. That's a good point. I was just hoping that you would literally get like a Slurpee thrown at your car. Yeah. Like, what? Did I cut him off? What happened? But really, it's just because you're driving around MAGA country with a... Yeah. With a rainbow biter. It was, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was a good one. So you got one coming to you. We got it. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. It's true. We got a, a don't tread on me MAGA flag. On yeah. The back. yeah. I'm going to have a flagpole put in your yard with a flag you can never take down. Yeah. Something like cemented cool. In. <laughs> cemented in. Cemented in. Oh, boy. Uh, at least yeah, it was true. a magnet. Don't well, be too harsh. Yeah, that was It is funny, though, because <laughs> Steph and I have taught you if we had a flagpole, like, it would be... St- because there's so much messaging, that, <laughs> right? It's like, what would we do? Like, what? The American flag, uh, MAGA, Trump, <laughs> Biden, and then have like a rainbow we're flag, like, a rainbow flag, flag. Like, Black Lives Matter flag. And we're gonna raise them. So yeah. we love you all. Yeah, I was just gonna say, we just need one big one that just says, "We love you." Like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. There, there, we there we go. It's there called a rainbow flag, Jess. Oh, just oh. kidding. There we, we go. go. Hey, we have gay friends and we love we them too. Do. Absolutely. We had a great time with Jordan and his boyfriend came just down. Wanna take, you just want to take away their rights. I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> Whatever, but you dude. do being married have to deal with the little sly comments on like which that. you do yeah. probably do. Yeah, yeah. like this. Uh, the protect no. rights. Just because, yes, I'm Hayden, with you. Protect rights, don't take them away. Why am I being? <laughs> I didn't even speak today. And this is not, Clay does not know my political views, okay? He really. No, I'm kidding. I'm just trying to get you sideways on your podcast. You still get all of the comments and you roll your eyes out, but it's not a big deal. But that's probably, I like, honestly, in ending, just saying, like, this, like, being married to something that I, like, someone that I just had not pictured my whole yeah. life ended up, I thought, oh, I'm going to be, like... I'm going to be such a good influence, right? (laughs) And it turns out it was the total opposite. Like, I thought, wow, um, being married to Clay has just, I think, made me a better person, made me see things I hadn't seen before where I was closed off before. And not that he's, I mean, I'm in my 30s. Not that he's changed my mind on a lot of things, but he's made it so that I 
love so much more than I did before, I think, and that I let things go that I probably wouldn't have before. And our marriage has been amazing, amazing. And people that kind of thought, well, I don't know how this is going to go, you know, for you guys, but it's been awesome. Yeah, that's great. Good. Look at this baby here. Yep, he's talking about abortion ready. and everything. Oh, Are you kidding me? Look how sweet. <laughs> I'm with you, though. If anybody cares, I'll just close with this, unless you guys have something else you want to close mm-hmm. with. But freedom, number one, choice to choose, number one. That is That has to remain like that's what makes America great in my mind, like freedom, right? The ability to choose for yourself. But it's messy when your freedom infringes on other people's freedom. And that's exactly. why we get into debates. And exactly. it's good to really totally. diagnose those and, and find out, ooh, are we – crossing the line where's yeah. that middle of the road where we're protecting rights but well, yeah. I, read, I read somewhere too that I really resonated with just because it's helped my life so much is always talk to people that disagree with you yeah and totally. it's you Amen. still you still might disagree with 90% of what they say but that 10% could change your life totally yes and so if you are constantly like with people that agree with you, then you're not seeing the whole picture. And if you can go and talk to people that disagree with you, you can still disagree with them. Yeah. But it opens your heart because you know that person and love them or whatever. And it just, it helps you see a bigger picture. Yeah. Get out of the echo chambers. Yeah. I think that's our cue. Was that? <laughs> that was the baby, I promise. <laughs> we'll see if it picked it. up on the audio. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome, dude. Look how cute she is. She's so she, cute. You guys make some cute babies, man. She's pretty cute. We that's like her. Awesome. Thanks for coming and hanging out with Thank us. You guys, Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Years. We should do so this again. Fun. This was awesome. Love it. Yes. Thanks for joining us. I love you. Love you most. Love you, too. Hey guys, we just wanted to remind you that if you would be so kind and leave us a rating and review, we would much appreciate it. Help us reach as many people as possible so that we can all grow together. Thank you so much.